Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to the Game Global Podcast hosted by Karen Callum. Through the magic of technology, I'm recording, you're recording, and we're about to have ourselves a podcast. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So hello to the person who's listening. This is the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran Callum. And as I always say, this is a show that's here to give you some tips and tools and resources that you can use to smash your dating and your sexual goals. Today, I have a very, 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 very special person. Her name is Tokyo Mami. Yes, sir. She's a DJ. Might even call her a bit of a model as well. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit from time to time. I mean, I happen to be looking at a picture of you right now, kind of doing some stuff with your booty, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for being here. So it's my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to having a nice chat. First question, though. So you're black, but you're fascinated with Tokyo. Yeah. That is kind of rare. I am. Basically, I call myself Tokyo Mommy on Instagram. Actually, my, my best friend helped me with that name because um like I, I just always talk about like i wanted to go there i want to move there because i'm so into just the graphics the way they're so um forward with everything and it's so different our culture japanese women are beautiful i just really got into it but that's kind of like an unusual thing so what i mean is most people I, I'm not sure what it's like in over there in Canada, but definitely over here in the UK. It'd be so rare to find like a black woman who would, even if she wanted to, actually have the confidence to say, oh, I really like Japan and like Japanese culture and I want to go over there and live there. Really? And I like the way... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be rare. That's interesting. It's like, oh, hold on, we're black. And you know, black people do this. This is how black people act. I don't really live my life like that. I believe that for sure I love love black culture and i'm a very big advocate for black women also but i i don't think there's a problem with like expanding what you know and what you like and trying different things in the world i mean it's there for that is do you carry that mindset into your music as well i mean the music that i play yes i play mostly like afro beats and you know uk drill and hip-hop and stuff like that yeah when it comes to what I listen listen to on my, in the privacy of my own home, I like to try and listen to different sounds because it helps me. I eventually want to become a producer. So the more you know about music, the more you're you're able to create. I've totally found as an artist that it's like the more how can I put this, the more wide your your knowledge is. Like the more different types of art that you experience, the better it actually makes you. You know, if you don't just listen to one thing, like you could be in Russia and you could hear some like local Russian folk music that sounds all really weird, <laughs> but it will give you some fantastic ideas that does. you can use to create. It does because sometimes even when I um I play like a uh, trap songs in a club or in a party, I'll I'll sample a, a sound from like a different type of genre and add it to the song, so it makes it even more intense. And people are like, "Whoa, what is that?" I like that woe factor. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the woe factor too. <laughs> But speaking of the woe factor, you have a lot of sexuality that seems to radiate from you. Yes, I do. (laughs) How do you manage that in relation to the music? I think it goes hand in hand. I know it sounds weird to say, but I believe that like 
my sexuality is who I am. I'm very comfortable. It took me a long time to get here, but I'm, I'm very comfortable with my body. I'm very comfortable with what I look like and who I am. And there's nothing more appealing than a sexy woman and music combined together. I wholeheartedly agree, but why did it take you long to become comfortable? So where did you actually start from when you weren't comfortable with who you are and your sexuality? What was that like? The way I grew up, I didn't grow up with women that were really okay with being sexual. I grew up with women that were really reserved and really like not into the, the whole like comfortable being comfortable with your body thing. And also because I I used to be like a tomboy, like I played basketball and soccer and stuff. So to me that wasn't important. I didn't start wearing makeup till I was like 19, 20. Mm. But now getting older, I got more comfortable and I just enjoy being sexual and I enjoy being comfortable in my own skin and stuff. Was there anything that happened to you to make you become comfortable or um, did that just naturally happen as a result of getting older? I think what happened is um, I did a woman for a minute for a while and you dated a woman? Yeah, for a while and I think when I started dating a woman it's just like it, it brought that out of me you know it brought like my sexuality out because to be able to connect with a woman you have to be even more sexual like you have to understand her body and once you understand her body it makes you want to understand yours even more right and it started it kind of started like that so hold on you say it's more sexual to connect with a woman yeah. than with a man definitely definitely because huh. <laughs> i can try to break it down huh. please <laughs> Okay, so I believe that when you're in a relationship with a woman that you're mm. that is sexual or whatever it is, a woman is so complex. I'm not saying that men are not complex. I'm just saying that it's it's kind of routine with a man, you know. Like I know I kind of know already what you like, so I can I, I can I kind of know how to take it from there. But with a woman, every woman is like built different, like a lot of different things. So you kind of like it becomes a like intriguing to just kind of find out like okay well does she like it more this way does she like it more that way some girls like to kiss some girls don't like to kiss some girls are more like get turned on if you grab their waist some girls get turned on if you grab their neck you know so before i wasn't really in tune with all that i was just like well sex is just sex and we're just gonna doggy style the whole time or something <laughs> but once i started um dealing with women i just understood that like sex is so much more and foreplay could be two hours of foreplay before we even get to the sex you know which is something that almost never happens with men right no not really i feel like man first of all with men like you have a, a time period <laughs> so from the time he gets hard a time period or a time limit a time limit i mean like from the time he gets hard to the time he comes that's that's what you got to work with but with a woman she comes and she could come like 20 times in a in, in one session of, of having sex and she could keep going, you know? So you really get to experience, you really get to try a lot of different things. And with men also, but it's not as as far because there's penetration. Do you never have situations where you're with some man and you're doing whatever and then he comes, but then you just go again at some point? Is, there, is it always just a case of, okay, I've come, now that's it, um, we're done? Like, they could come and go another round, maybe, maybe two. But I don't know. I, I'm one of those type of girls where the better it is, the more I need. Right? So after one round, I'm not, like, happy. Like, I want another and another and another. <laughs> you understand? Have you ever seen Coming to America? Yes. So do you remember the scene towards the start of the film? 
where they're interviewing women and there's this one woman and she goes you know what the problem is i just can't find a man that can satisfy me <laughs> some guys go hour hour and a half yeah and that's it mm-hmm. and man has got to put in overtime for me to get off so that's basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, I can relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. How long then? So realistically, mm-hmm. how much attention does a man need to give you in the bedroom in order for you to be satisfied and be like, you know what? I'm happy. A good like hour, a good hour and a half, I could I'll, I'll be good. I I I could I could sleep after that. Is that is that including foreplay or not including foreplay? With men, you, that's the weird thing. With men, I'm not as demanding on the foreplay as with a woman. You know, like for sure, like oral is is a must and stuff. But like, we can move on to the next thing. We don't have to stay on the oral. <laughs> Multiple orgasms, really and truly, an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh. Exactly. Is that too much? doesn't sound like a lot at all okay. sounds quite reasonable thank you i have to be honest with you yeah. i agree that doesn't sound demanding so what absolutely gets you going then? in the bedroom or yeah to be turned on for sure like you know kissing and stuff like that but my thing is is that i'm such a i can't say dominant but i'm more like i'm really in charge of myself i'm really comfortable with myself so in a day-to-day life that when it comes to the bedroom i really enjoy being submissive so it has to be that it has to be like what turns me on is you being able to put me into the submission uh vibe you know you know something i have interviewed i don't know how many women in this podcast now (laughs) every single last one of them has said that they want to be dominated in the bedroom every single last one i've never encountered a woman that says you know what in the bedroom i want to be in charge it's not happened once i don't think so some girl i know a couple of girls i like to dominate in the bedroom but there's not that much men that are, are comfortable with that and me personally, I I, I don't want to because in a day to day life, like I'm already d- doing that. So I want to be like, I want to feel that feeling of being sub- like submissive. So is it also a feeling where you almost kind of want to feel slightly scared? Like on the one hand, you're scared, but on the other hand, you know that you're safe. Are we trying to blur the lines of like safety to the point where it's almost like, what have I got myself into? Yes and no. Sometimes, definitely, you have to have a certain amount of trust with that person. But that little feeling of being scared is is sexual. Like it's intriguing. It's it's sexy. But me, it's more that feeling of like helplessness in a way. Like I want to feel like you're in charge of me. Like my decisions are not my own. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is a big statement, you know. I know. I just realized what I just said. (laughs) Wow. Jesus. (laughs) Like, that's that's like you want to be owned in mind, body, and soul. Yes. Yes. You belong to me. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, experiences that you have had, Mm -hmm. what has actually happened to get you to that point? Like, if you think of some of the best sexual experiences you've ever had. Right. How did you reach a point where you're laying there in this bed 
or maybe on the floor or in the car mm-hmm. or wherever the hell you are and you're just like Tokyo Mammy what the fuck is going on what is going on right now <laughs> how did I get into this situation but for the love of God please let it continue I think it happened one time or so where yeah just once mm-hmm. I know it's sad but yes it was it's like unlocking a, a, a next door in a video game. Like you unlock like a a character. Yeah, okay. You get it? Like you start using video game analogies around <laughs> me, and like I understand. Okay. <laughs> like that's how it felt. It just felt like I unlock a next level of myself, and it was so comfortable to be there. That's what now I'm like. I really like that. That's that's what I like pers- personally in bed. It just felt like I like I had no say. And the person was in complete control of, of my body. And that's when I really reached, reached the biggest orgasm of my life. Slight tangent, but a friend of mine is a dominatrix. And I remember she was telling me that one of her clients absolutely loved to be just beaten up really badly. Like badly, like, but badly though. Not like, oh, mistress, use your whip like whoa you really want someone to do this to you because this could actually hurt you anyway he said to her that the reason he likes this is because when he was at school he said something wrong to the teacher and the teacher beat the hell out of him in front of the class but while the teacher was doing that this guy thought to himself oh my god this is where i belong holy hell exactly (laughs) oh my god no my thing doesn't like come from some deep dark secret or deep dark thing that happened to me previously it's just i wasn't i wasn't implying it did i just said it reminded me that's hilarious though but it's really just because like i said like on a day-to-day life i just sometimes you know being so um in control and so like um on trying to be the best person you could be when it comes to your craft or whatever you're doing is exhausting sometimes so when it comes to sex, I just want to feel like I don't have any decisions to make. I don't have anything to do. I just have to sit there and do whatever you would tell me to do. To be honest, it makes perfect sense to me because it's like the work that you have to do in order to build your career as a musician and whatnot, that requires a lot of masculine energy. Yes. You're going out there, you're negotiating with people, yes. you're trying to succeed, you're fighting, you're forging, mm-hmm. etc. So besides, say, posting pictures of you looking sexy, <laughs> you're not really embracing your feminine nature. You're, you're completely on point with that. That's exactly how it feels. That's why in bed it's just so important for me to just not have to feel like that. So, would you then say that anything could happen specifically in the bedroom as long as the energy that you felt was one that led to you feeling helpless and powerless and lost in the moment? I think so, pretty much. So far, I have I haven't had somebody propose something to me that I wasn't down for yet. Whoa! No one has proposed anything that you weren't down for. Not yet. When it comes to like, first of all, before all that, like it has to be somebody that I am very comfortable with and that I trust and also somebody that I'm seeing. But when it comes to that, like, I really don't care. I Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't care very much. Okay. Yeah. But again, this is a big statement. You're telling me 
that you have never had someone suggest something that you were like no what things have people suggested then i mean what have you done <laughs> the usual like what guys always go for like they want to try i don't know like anal and face fucking like all that regular stuff like um what's that thing called when they tie you up and stuff bdsm um, yeah, 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 yeah. BDSM, like all the, all these things that like people our age are, are experimenting with. I've never really like felt like that was too much, because, especially because I, I started doing things like that with my ex girlfriend. Like that's when I really started experimenting all these different things, you know. So no one's ever asked you to say, "Hey, can I piss in your mouth or something like oh, that?" Oh no, nobody has ever asked me that. But if somebody did. That's more a question of hygiene than anything else, so no. <laughs> it, it has to be something that makes me feel good. So, would you consider yourself to be bisexual? I, yes, I am. I think all women are bisexual. I think so, too. I'm not going to lie to you. I believe that all women are. It just depends on the level of tequila you give them. How many shots? The level of tequila, I see. Because <laughs> every girl that I've met that's always been like, oh, I'm not into girls, I'm not into girls, they always had an exception. They always like, I will never fuck a girl, but her? Oh my God. Because again, every woman I've had on here, they've all said, yeah, I've had sex with women, yeah. Actually, a question as well is, um, a few of the other women have said this, but... When you look at women and you look at men, just in terms of like you being attracted to them, is it for the same reason or is it for different reasons? No, I don't look at men and women the same way. I look at women, it, I'm so sad for saying this, but in a, a lot more sexual way. You know, like I look at like your boobs and your butt and like things like that, your lips. And I'm, I'm attracted to women that have a lot of sexuality. Like, she could not be the prettiest girl, but if she's very sexual, I'm going to find her, like, gorgeous. You know? But when it comes to men, I'm looking at you from the head to the... From your head to your toes, like, your outfit, your smile, your shoes, your selection of <laughs> things. And because when we look at men, we don't really see, like, oh, how big his dick is or how he's, his body is really fit. We just look at the outside. When you look at a woman, you could see like her, her boobs are this big and her butt is this big or whatever, you know. So when you look at a man, I look at him all together. But when I look at a woman, I look at specific things. Describe for me then, like physically, your ideal woman. I think I have an idea. I'm actually I'm gonna hazard. I'm gonna hazard a guess. So, a, a big, thick, juicy butt. <laughs> yeah. Something squeezable, yeah. But yeah, but also I like girls that are petite. Like she has to have a butt. That's a must. It doesn't have to be the biggest. It cannot just be flat, you know. Like I said, the, the main thing for me is first of all, like a really pretty face, a nice bubble butt or big butt, whatever. Boobs and sex appeal. It has to ha like. I when I look at your eyes, I have to feel like you want to eat me up. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so would you say sex appeal comes from the eyes then? It comes from the way you carry yourself, your eyes, the confidence, everything. You, like, you could smell sex appeal off a girl, I feel. No, you can, because I know what you're talking about. Sometimes there's some women who 
you talk to them say you're talking over the phone and well you won't relate to this because i don't think you have the equipment to relate to this but you'll be talking to the woman and you just get rock hard for no reason (laughs) like no reason Uh like you're not talking about sex at all you're talking about the weather you're talking about the new you're talking about avengers infinity (laughs) but you're rock because you know what this is something that happened to me i swear right and if she's listening she's going to be wondering if it's her and yes it is you Mm -hmm. i was having a conversation with a woman for about three hours like within the past two weeks i was hard the entire time that's insane no no the entire time i'm not joking that's such a compliment i guess it is such yeah when guys tell me that i'm always blushing because i'm like huh (laughs) good to know yeah mm. i know i know you mean actually because like someone uh, messaged me on instagram and they said oh my god your voice is so sexy and i'm like oh is it, is it? <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a turn on uh, on its own uh, have you finished describing your ideal woman or is there anything more no. you wanted to that's, okay. that's about it all right so talk to me then about a man what is it that a man needs to have in order for women and maybe this isn't even just physical it might be like emotional or whatever but for a woman to get aroused intrigued dare i say even wet what does this man need first of all for me the biggest thing is the way he smells the choice of perfume cologne whatever you call it to me it reaches a place in my soul (laughs) where like i need to every time i smell that perfume i need to like have a trigger of you in my head that's how it feels you know that's like number one when it comes to uh, physically speaking like a smile this his lips i look at men's lips a lot i look at lips a lot i guess in general i like a tall strong looking man because i'm pretty tall myself so i like to feel like i could feel small in your hands you know and emotionally speaking or personality wise like just you gotta be hella funny like hilarious and just very comfortable with yourself very open-minded i i cannot stand men that are, are stuck in their ways and do not want to try different things like when it comes to food sexual and anything just open up and just try things it's worth it i can't agree with you more on that close-minded narrow-minded people they they annoy me i i don't have time for it at all it's a boring ass life like that you know because you don't i feel like the 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 purpose of living is to experiment and to try things and to grow from them so if i'm gonna be in a relationship with you or anything i need to be able to do these things with you because on its own it's kind of a foreplay if that makes sense and basically yeah that like just very confident very a little bit cocky but not arrogant and it goes a long way have you had threesomes I've had, but with women only. Okay, is that by choice or just the way? It was a gift. It was a gift to my ex. (laughs) It sounds so terrible. Yeah, um, it was a gift. Like uh, I wanted her to experiment, like having sex. Sounds like you're an amazing girlfriend. (laughs) To be honest with you, sounds terrible. (laughs) Thank you, but yeah, that's a wonderful present. (laughs) (laughs) She was very happy indeed. So that was the only time I really had. Well, we did it like a couple of times, but that was the only times we had threesome. So, would you ever go to like a sex party or something like that? I've always wanted to to experiment that. 
Yeah, well, you should do it. I always went to, you know what scares me? It's just, I, I don't want to get there and everybody's just like, like, you know, doesn't smell the best. Because I've heard a lot of bad things about sex parties. Well, the thing is, you have to go to the right kind of sex parties. For instance, in the UK, in London, mm-hmm. there's one called Fever. Okay. Fever is everybody is dressed immaculately. It's in like a millionaire's mansion or a billionaire's mansion. Oh, wow. It's always a different mansion, though. Okay. Women can go on their own. So if you're a woman, you can go on your own. But if you're a man, you have to go with a woman. Okay. That then means that it's not just full of horny men. And that there's a really good ratio of women to men. Oh. In order to get in, you need to take a picture of yourself and send it to the owners. If the picture isn't attractive enough, you're not getting in. This then means that everybody is of a certain degree of attractiveness. Everybody goes there dressed like they're really trying to impress. You'd get there and you turn up with your dates for the evening. And there'll be a woman on the door and she'll have like a clipboard and they'll, she'll have like a tray with champagne. And she'd say, okay, so Kieran and Tokyo Mami, welcome to Fever. <gasps> oh. And she'll, she'll give you the champagne and then you walk in and they have a free bar. That's insane. All night. It sounds like a movie. It's brilliant. Oh, wow. Now the question is, how do I know how good this place is, eh? What am I kind of implying? I already but, figured that you've been there. <laughs> Well, you know, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. That definitely is. <laughs> but honestly, you should go. And you know something as well? Because you said you like open-minded people. The people who you meet at a place like that, they're about as open-minded as it gets. And what I mean is, so like, something I really liked about being there was if I, I go to a regular club and I start talking to some woman. Let's assume she doesn't like me at all, but I like her. Usually, that woman is going to be like, go away, come on, I'm not interested. And then she's going to be looking for her friends to save her and whatever. You see, in a place like that, there's no BS about why people are there. And what it does is it removes, like, the boundaries. It removes the barriers. Because no one has that wall up because everybody's aware that they're there for the same reason. Okay. So you can speak to people who aren't interested in you at all yet they'll still give you the time of day it's like hey i'm not interested in you in the least but you're a human being you seem like a pleasant person so let's still talk but it's like the most freeing experience ever because everybody like you said everybody's there for the same reason so you just really get to be yourself completely in that expect that's that's amazing i would definitely try that yeah you should Definitely, I would definitely watch it too. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I just thought to myself, have you ever made any videos, quote unquote? Uh, like a sex tape? Yeah. No. Hell no. <laughs> For two reasons. First of all, there's too many stories of people doing sex tapes and it getting leaked or people finding them and stuff like that. And the second one is, I do not like the sound of my own voice. So just hearing myself moan will make me cringe to the next level. You know what? For years, mm-hmm. I didn't like the sound of my voice either. I actually still really don't. You have an amazing but voice. this is what people keep telling me. And it surprises me. Because, look, growing up, I knew I had a terrible voice. And when I say knew, I just knew, like... 
just like the same way i know i'm black i, I know I don't, I don't have to question it it's like oh am i am i indian no i'm fucking black <laughs> right right <laughs> i knew my voice was terrible yeah then i started making youtube videos and people are like oh you've got a great voice excuse me me shocker me <laughs> no so, you do i definitely hear it like it's very soothing you're just making me blush now thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah feel free to keep the compliments coming if you want but yeah what's so what's it you might surprise yourself um, I've heard myself speak and I've heard recordings of myself and every time it freaks me out. It's anything like that. Like a lot of people are like that where they can't send their, their own voice and stuff. Have you ever had your heart broken? Not really. Yeah. And that's a, it's, it's actually a, um, a kind of scary thing because I'm, I'm older now and usually people have their heart broken young. So you know they they have that past already to to go back to whenever things happen in their love life i never had that so the day i really fall in love with somebody and they break my heart i have no idea how i'm gonna react yeah it's not nice it's not (laughs) no but i'm curious so have you never had your heart broken because you are the heartbreaker or is it that when people have left you you just didn't give a shit it's more the second one first of all I never been broken up with. So, and then when I did break up with a person is because I was fed up and over it. So I didn't have to go through the the real heartbreak thing. Hold on. No one's ever broken up with you? No. Ever? Never. No one has ever decided that they were sick of your shit mm. and that it was time to move on? No. <laughs> Surprising, but no. You must be incredible in bed. Um, I've heard good things only. <laughs> I'm a pleaser, so pleasers usually know how to to keep people there. I do my homework. So how many relationships have you had? Like, real relationships, about three. But I've dated here and there. So have you ever broken anyone's heart then? People told me I broke their heart. I didn't, I didn't understand how. But apparently, yes. And I think what it is, is that... Um, People have this sense of belonging when they're talking to you or anything. So once you're like, I'm very honest. So I'll I'll be like, you know, it's not that I don't like you. I just don't have feelings for you. I don't love you in that way for such and such reasons. People don't really like to hear that, which I understand completely. But I'd rather be honest with you than like lead you on for no reason. So you'll tell someone exactly where they're going wrong. Yeah. I think that's the best way. It is the best way. And this is why my relationships always last long because I tell the person how I feel and what I feel and we work on it together so we can move forward. No, I like that a lot. So it's kind of like this. If you're with someone and that person is fucking up in some way, whatever way it is, by not telling them, you're dooming them to basically continue the rest of their life with that fuck up with that mistake exactly and then you build animosity towards that person because you're like well why do you keep doing the same things but you never spoken up you're really the one to blame it's the truth i was with a woman for four years right and actually we were engaged now our engagement broke up and when the engagement broke up she says you know what look at the age you are and what have you done with your life she said that to me oh wow the thing is this we've been together for four years and in those four years she looked at me and thought 
this guy isn't ambitious enough this guy isn't doing enough whatever she never said anything for four years only right at the end see that's that's what i'm saying that's terrible because then at the same time the whole time you low-key hate that person exactly you're judging that person and then you lay next to them every night that's sick i'd rather somebody tells me face to face listen i feel like this and that and whatever and if you can't change that then i don't see a future together i guess this means then that something you're very attracted to in men is direct behavior when they're just completely upfront about what they want yes definitely because i will be exactly that with you so if if we are both on the same page then oh my god <laughs> you're my soulmate do you find it hard to meet men who really resonate with you oh yes especially that i just switched back to the men world Men take a lot of things way too seriously when it comes to female. Like, just, for example, I'm a DJ, my Instagram, and the way I am. Plus, I'm, I'm tall and I'm, I'm thicker. So How tall are you? I'm like 5'10", 5'11". So, when men look at me, it's like, they, they feel, I don't know, not threatened, but like, I don't They have this thing, and it's either they have to accomplish me. As like it's a goal, like if I get if I fuck her, you won a medal or a cookie or I don't know what in their head, or they just feel like I'm so tall that I'm imposing, so it makes their masculine masculinity feel like threatened or something. So it makes it harder for me to know who's really just trying to have sex and who's really actually trying to get to know me for me. I do uh, these weekly Zoom chats where there's like men all around the world and we're talking about different areas of success with women and yesterday somebody said how do i let a woman know that i just want to have sex how do i actually let her know and i said just actually let her exactly i said to that guy that women are very used to being lied to where that's concerned like a man who's pretending to really want to be with her and pretending to want a relationship when actually he just wants to get her into bed and i'm saying that actually firstly not all women just want relationships at all times some of them are actually just looking for sex number one number two even if they are actually just looking for a relationship if you just say look this is not the place that I'm in right now. For whatever reason, I'm not looking for anything serious. This is actually what I want. One or two things will happen. They will either go, oh my God, thank you for the honesty. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. However, I'm going to go this other direction because I'm looking for a relationship, but thank you. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say, ah, oh, that is really refreshing to hear. Okay, look, I'm still looking for a relationship. However, I don't currently have a relationship. So there's no reason why me and you can't just continue to have some fun. And then if and when I meet someone, then I'll go off in the other direction. Exactly. It's so refreshing when you find a guy like that for so many reasons. But there's a tricky part is that I don't think that lasts very long. From my experience, personally, every time I've met a guy and I'm like, you know what? Like right now I'm really focused on other things. I just want to have like you know just casual sex sometimes and i don't like to fuck around so we just stay stick with each other they get feelings every time and sometimes it's even the girl like at first she's like oh you know what i don't want anything and eventually the person starts having feelings and it ruins everything that's why i think that that never really lasts long so you've never really been able to meet some guy who you like you you get on and you're cool 
but you have a sexual thing and it never really progresses beyond that. Oh no, it's never, never happened. It always, it always ends up in some type of argument or something because some other persons feel like they're entitled to certain things that they're not entitled to. And that goes both ways. You know, like for example, let's say me and you are, are, are having sex, right? And we've been having sex for maybe six months nothing else. I see you at nighttime and then you go home and that's it. And then one day you see me on social media with the next man. Technically, that has nothing. To, it has no concern with you because we're not in a relationship. We're just fucking. But a lot of men are going to feel certain ways. I'd be lying if I said I didn't get that because I can like have a casual sort of sexual thing with a woman mm-hmm. and keep it there. But if I'm going to be honest with myself, it's like emotionally I have to put in effort to keep it there. Mm-hmm. It's not like in an ideal world, I'd be this free-spirited hippie who's like, oh, (laughs) you do whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt a soul connection with somebody? Yes, I have. And nothing beats that. It's climaxing to a next level because you feel like that person completely and it makes the sex even better, but only during sex. I think that's a very difficult thing for most people to accomplish though because in order to feel that kind of connection you have to really let go and really surrender to the moment exactly and you have to really be in touch with yourself like physically and this is the reason why I have these sorts of conversations as well because you'd be surprised how many men will be listening to this and like will have their eyes kind of wide open at the sorts of stuff that we're casually speaking about so like we've been talking about going to sex parties and we've been speaking about it like it's okay and then you've been speaking about say oh yeah I've had sex with men I've had sex with women etc like that is okay it is okay there you go it is okay I mean like I always say, this is your life and experimenting, like I said before, that's the, the goal is just to figure out who you are and get to taste of it and see everything. Does size matter? Yes, it does. Whoever told you no is a liar. <laughs> that's, that's another thing every woman has said as well. But interestingly, so the last woman I interviewed, right, her name is Kitty Cartel. She said that size matters, however... Big dicks don't make her squirt, but little ones do. I I completely understand that. Really? Okay, talk to me. So here's the thing. I feel like when (laughs) when a dick is too big, it is, it feels good, but it hurts at the same time. (laughs) Which makes sense, I guess. And there's a thing I always tell my friend, I'm like, I never understood why guys with big dicks, when they hear ow, or they're like, you hear like, they hear like, uh, stop they just there's like a cl- button in their head that goes off and they just want to destroy you i don't know why <laughs> but that doesn't feel good <laughs> you know what it is what is it you ever watch ufc yeah you ever see when like, finish him gets, yeah like you see when a guy gets rocked and like the other guy just wants to pants on him and yeah. just finish him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it, it's the worst feeling because it's like it kind of feels good, but it kind of really hurts at the same time. So we're just like, we let it happen, but like, relax. <laughs> so this is why like, guys with smaller penises are fun because they can't really hurt you. So go all out. Me per- personally, I, I like 
a good like eight nine that's perfection for me so let's imagine that i'm a man with a one two or a three four right and i don't have an eight nine okay what the hell do i do in order to satisfy a woman in the bedroom i mean you could focus on oral and really please her body completely pay attention to her and try your best like you could still please a woman but it depends on her preference you know like there's girls out there one of my really good friends she doesn't date guys with big dicks she likes two threes max that's her yes that's her thing she loves it maximum Mm -hmm. she likes chubby men with very small penises it's above me okay but there's some okay, so so okay, so she specifically likes chubby men with small penises. Yeah. Is it possible that that is the female equivalent of a man who is too scared to go for nines and tens and then satisfy settles for women who he doesn't feel threatened by? I don't think so, because she's one of the most confident, beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. But she just likes that because she feels like they are more catering to her. Okay, could you put me in touch with her? Because it'd be very interesting to speak to her yeah. about her love of small penises. <laughs> I can tell. No, that'd be, that'd be fascinating. I can and by the way, so for any man who's listening, men all around the world, there's at least 20% of men listening to this who consider themselves to have small penises. So if you're one of these men, right, just listen to this. So one of her best friends... She is one of the most beautiful women she's ever seen. And she specifically wants chubby men with small penises. That just lets you know that there's somebody out there for everyone. Have faith in yourself. You have Hold to. your head up high. Stick your chest out. Yeah. And carry it proudly. Yeah. Carry it proudly because, yeah. There's somebody out there. Yeah, who wants what you have. And you know what? Another thing. You know how many times... Women have said that they don't like something until they tried it, you know, because you could be with a man that is not specifically big, but makes you feel so many things. Me personally, I didn't orgasm until I was like 20 years old, right? I don't know. I, I never had somebody like really make me orgasm or give me a oral like head or whatever. So before that, I didn't know any better. If I would have met a man like that, that was ready to like really please me, I would have fall in love yeah that's true and you know what the actual thrust away elements of sex isn't the biggest element of it by any stretch of the imagination like you know something that i realized and when i realized this it was like a light bulb going off in my head sex doesn't start when you stick it in it doesn't even start when you start kissing it literally starts the moment you first lay eyes on each other Mm, i like that that is it. It's like the moment you two start to communicate, then it has actually begun. Everything. So if you think of, say, how wet you might be by the first time he's touched you, that is because of the whole build-up that has occurred, you know, from the start till finish. That's kind of crazy to think about. Because if you think, if you're, if you take that analysis or the way you see things, it basically says that, like, the whole point of meeting p- people and dating is like just a whole build up towards sex i'd say that's true though that's amazing and kind of crazy at the same time i mean anytime you match with somebody on a dating app or your friends hook you up with them it is literally a build up to sex it's like am i going to have sex with this person the moment you decide that you're not is the moment that the whole thing just falls apart 
you lose interest. It's it, it happens so many times, you know. And it's it happened to me before where I met a guy that is completely different than what I like, right? Like he was short, <laughs> chubby, very small penis, and I didn't have sex with him, but we had such a deep connection. Like I was so turned on by him just because of the way he was so confident. He was so confident about every aspect of him that it was exciting. What are things that men have done in the bedroom that have absolutely offended you, turned you off, disgusted you, etc.? The worst thing a man could do during be- doing sex is being selfish. When you're too selfish and it shows, it's a turn off. And that, women, we translate that into relationship. If you're selfish in bed, imagine how you're going to be in a relationship. You're not a pleaser. You want to feel catered to appreciated valued etc of course i think every woman likes that i think every person likes yeah that. everybody likes that so and it's like if i think about the way i am doing sex i i give a lot and i expect somebody that is going to you know cherish that finally before we go rough sex sensual sex energetic sex what are we talking about choking being pinned down Hot oil, massages, candles. Passionate sex, not rough sex. I, I don't focus on toys as much with men, but I will definitely like choking and spitting and all that crazy nasty stuff is what I like. And spitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like once you have that deep connection with somebody and it's like so passionate, like I want to taste everything. I want to feel everything. On the body in the mouth in the mouth (laughs) interesting 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 here's something i'll say i know you said you'd never ever make a sex tape right but i think if you did it would be it wouldn't be boring i don't think it would i don't think it would be boring either there'd be no one who would watch it and go ah that shit they might go oh my god that was disgusting maybe they might go i can't believe what the hell i just watched (laughs) but they would not be bored 1000% 1000% That's a good thing to me You might be traumatised But that's that's you That's between you and yourself <laughs> Yeah No that's an absolutely fantastic thing You definitely don't want to be boring It's kind of like this Whether or not people love you Or whether or not they hate you One way or another They definitely care Of course Like they definitely do Funnily enough Right So I had a little argument With a guy like Last week He says Oh you and your podcast Your podcast is rubbish And you know who the hell do you think you are and then i said to him i had no idea you actually existed until like five minutes ago and yet there you are like looking at me focusing on me hating on me for my podcast you care about me to a degree that i've never even even contemplated caring about you as you're there complaining about me doing my thing i'm actually just doing my thing and living my life but what the hell are you actually doing Listen, when it comes to the haters, oh my God, I've only recently realized how much there is. And I've come to the realization that like, I just, you, we're going to be who we are on Instagram, off Instagram, whatever it is, you understand? And if you want to take the time of out of your life and your day to hate and send me negative, negative energy, then I see it as I'm really doing something right because I obviously have your attention (laughs) and simple as that. When you actually choose to be yourself, whatever being yourself actually is, 
it means you're going to polarise because what most people do, and it's understandable, I used to do this in the past, but you're so scared of offending people that you try to have like a one-size-fits-all personality. And the thing is, when you do that, what basically happens is you don't really excite anybody. You don't really offend anybody, but you don't really excite anybody either. So people are just kind of like, oh, yeah, this person's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you actually go, nah, screw it, I'm going to be me, then that then causes you to do things that will make some people go, whoa, yeah, I like this person. Exactly. And other people will absolutely detest you. And that's fine. You just have to not care about that and just not trying to be a yes man and please everybody. It took me a long time to understand that. But once you don't care, first of all, you're way more comfortable with who you are. You're, you breathe better. And a lot of doors open up that you never even, even knew we're there i think this is a fantastic place to end the interview thank you thank, thank you, you thank for you having me well thank you for being here to be had <laughs> thank you you know it's very much appreciated and i think i feel like there's a lot more that we could have discussed so i'd very much like to have you back on again at some point it in will future, be my pleasure you, thank you it would be my pleasure too and thank you to the person who's listening and yeah just be you whoever you is you know, Taken Shiro is currently in Tokyo in Japan thinking, I like big booty black women and <laughs> I don't know because my family will my family will not like it. Fuck your family. You be you, Kenshiro. Exactly. Go find yourself a big booty black woman. Go enjoy. Live your life. Do what you gotta do. But this has been the Game Global Podcast and um yeah. We've also got the Game Academy, which is coming out on the 2nd of June. So please do look out for that. It's going to be your one-stop shop to learn everything that you need to know about um, becoming more confident and successful with women, etc., etc. Oh, yeah. So, Miss Tokyo Mami, how are people going to check you out? I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. My at is Tokyo Mami. On Twitter, Tokyo Mami. And on Facebook, Tokyo Mami. With two eyes at the end. Okay. So, T-O-K-Y-O-M-A-M-I-I. Yes. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and goodbye. The way my story starts is that growing up, I was always shy, just always painfully shy. I didn't know how to talk to people in general. I didn't know how to talk to girls. So whenever I was, I was in groups, I would freeze up, seize up. I was just terrified of being judged. I always felt like people were laughing at me. The way this kind of affected me with women or girls at this point is that they never took me seriously. You know, I was always like, ah, little Kieran, little Kieran. Like, they either thought I was weird and tried to stay away from me as much as possible, or if they liked me, they didn't take me seriously and I was just that cute little teddy bear that they didn't really respect. And... I always wanted to be that cool guy who people wanted to be around. I wanted to be the cool guy who girls wanted to be around. And I just wasn't. And it really hurt me. And I was just lonely. Lonely, lonely, lonely. Days, weeks, months, years on my own. I remember once uh, I was at school, I was about 13 or 14. And this girl comes up to me and she said, Kieran, this girl called Sarah really likes you. and She wants to be your girlfriend. This was like on a Friday evening. I got really excited because like, the idea of me having a girlfriend, I couldn't believe it. So all over the weekend, I sat down and I thought about that. And I thought about what I was going to say to that girl. Then 
on Monday when I go back to school and I come to speak to the girl, it turns out it was actually just a joke and they didn't like me at all. And I'm kind of laughing now, but it really hurt me. Like they were just messing with my emotions. Fast forward to when I'm about 18 and I'm going out every weekend, I'm kind of in a circle of friends, but I was still painfully shy. And like, I'd be drunk, drunk as all hell with these people, like out in bars and clubs drunk. I was in an environment where we'd be in clubs and everybody knew everybody. So I'd be walking around the club and I know loads of people there, but I'm too nervous to spend any real length of time talking to one person. I would talk to someone for half an hour, not even half an hour, so like five minutes. And then I would leave and go and find someone else, leave and go and find someone else, even though I'm that drunk. There were multiple occasions when I was with girls who actively wanted me to make a move, actively like, Maybe I was hugging them and they were waiting for me to kiss them. They're literally thinking, Kieran, please kiss me. But in my head, I knew that no girl wanted me. I just knew it because I knew there was something wrong with me. I knew there was something wrong with me and that no girl would actually want to be with me, even though that was what I wanted. So when I was with a girl who did want me, I just couldn't accept it. So then what happened is I did nothing and then as a result of doing nothing those girls lost interest and it happened again and again and again and again and again and then one day when I was 19 when I was 19 something snapped something just really snapped I said no this isn't good enough like this is not the way I want to live my life you know I refuse to be this way I refuse to be that person who's so insecure and so in his own head that he can't go out and he can't create the kind of life he wants. You know, the guy who can't have a circle of friends who he enjoys spending time with and who enjoys, who enjoys spending time with him, who can't be with a girl, who can't actually have a girlfriend, who can't have options where girls are concerned. I decided I just didn't want to be that kind of person. So what did I do? I did research, man. I realized that all of the dating advice that we see on TV, in magazines, in movies, it just doesn't work. It really doesn't. Like the dating advice that society gives you, it's like an idealized version of what people wish would actually work, but it's not actually what works. So I went out there and I did so much research into basically human beings, people, attraction, and what gets people going. Like first, I learned how to love myself, how to open and express myself around people. But secondly, I also just learned how to be attracted to women, like how to approach a girl, what women want, how to kiss a girl, how to touch a girl, when you should try to have sex with a girl, how you actually go about that, how to message girls, how to be fun, date ideas, pretty much every area of attracting a woman that you can think of is something that I sat down and I researched. And it took me years. I'm not going to lie, it took me years because back then there wasn't that much information around and trial and error, you know, you try something, you try something, you try something, this works, that doesn't work, this works, that doesn't work, this worked once but it doesn't work in this instance, why is that? I tried. I made girls cry, I made girls say that they hated me. I had pretty much every failure that you can think of along the way. But the point is that eventually I got to where I needed to be. Eventually I achieved my goal. Eventually I achieved my objective. And now the reason that I'm here is because I want you to join Global Alpha Males to learn from me and John. 
I want to show you the benefit of all of my years of experience. I want you to learn from all of my pain. I have spent years and years and years out in the field trying stuff and falling flat on my face to get to the point where I am now. And if you allow me to be your coach, if you allow me to teach you, I can slash your learning time into a fraction of what it would have been, like a fraction. Global Alpha Males is everything I wished I had when I was younger. Everything I wished I had. And that's what I want for you. I want you to get your dating goals achieved. If you want a girlfriend, let's say you just want a girlfriend to have and to hold and to love, to eventually be your wife and have kids with can help you do that. Let's say you're like, you know what? That's not really what I want right now. What I want is to have loads of great experiences with loads of great girls. That's what I want. I'm not ready for anything serious. We can give you that as well. No matter what your dating goals are, we can and will help you achieve those goals so that you will reach a point where you look back and you're like, my God, like I've come so far. Like I have come so far and I'm really happy. I am so eternally happy. I'm so eternally happy, I'm so eternally grateful. And you can just go out there and just smash it, you know? Go out there, smash it, crush it, kill it, and live your life. That's what I want for you. Hello, this is Kieran. And if there is some area of your dating, your romantic, your sexual life that you're not happy with, just realise that this doesn't have to stay that way forever. Get in touch with me, schedule a consultation, let's have a chat and see if possibly working together in the future will be a good fit. I understand exactly where you're coming from and how you feel because I used to feel that way myself. Calendly.com forward slash Kieran Callum. C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash C-I-A-R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M. Have yourself a great day and goodbye.